Alrighty, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is February 8th, 2024 and week 262. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys yet again for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Uh, We have two early comments. Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed and prosperous evening in Christ. God bless. And Kim says, praise the Lord and greetings to all in Jesus name. Praise the Lord to you too. Thank you for tuning in and leaving an early comment. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, So as you can see from the title, it says, ask, you'll receive. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As normal, let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you first and foremost, Lord, for continuing to bless us, Lord. We thank you for everything that you do for us on a daily basis, Lord. We thank you for our life, health, and strength, Lord. We thank you for Uh, Just giving us the sun, giving us the rain, giving us uh, the wind, giving us air to breathe, Lord. Every small thing and every major thing uh, from our perspective, Lord, we we thank you for it. Uh, Lord, help us to be more grateful. Help us to be more holy. Help us to be more righteous, more like you, Lord, in all thy ways, Lord. Help us to acknowledge you. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, Lord. We know that there are so many going through situations where we feel like we're hopeless. We feel like uh, there's nothing better to live for. There, there's nothing left to even live for, Lord. But we ask that you would change our hearts, that you would change minds, Lord, that you would take us to higher levels, Lord, that you would strengthen us, that you would increase us, Lord, that you would just make us better. Um, Then we make us clear our minds, Lord. We need our minds clear. We need to be renewed. Lord, we're praying tonight that you would increase and that you alone would increase and that we would all decrease. Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your righteous name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless each of you for being with us tonight. Uh, As usual, we appreciate you guys um, for spending some time with us. Um, I pray that God's word would go forth, uh, that it would not be anything from us, but that it would all be from him because we understand that his word is the only one that matters. His word will stand forever uh, and it will last forever. And so uh, that is the goal of this program is to spread God's word. So uh, if any of you, uh, if there's anyone that's listening for the first time, um, when you listen to this, whether it be live or the recording, That is the purpose, to spread God's word. And if you're curious if what we're saying is God's word, ask a question. You can always ask, uh, and by the grace of God, we will address your question. And if by some reason we don't notice your question, ask again. Uh, that's, That's actually what we're talking about tonight anyways. The ask, and I'm telling you, if you ask, you'll receive. If you're asking the right questions, you will definitely receive the answer. The question is, will you accept the answer? But that's a whole different uh, ballgame. But we encourage you to ask, ask your questions. Um, So we're going to look at some things on tonight. Uh, Melvin, do you have that question? We've got... um, Thank God somebody is utilizing the ability to ask. And so we want to uh, pull that question up for us, Melvin, if you will. If you'll read it, not pull it up, but read it for us. Yep, I got it here. Um, uh, The question says, um, what I'm hearing you say is this is not a given and automatic just because you are a Christian. One needs to get to a higher level 
But how do we get to this higher level that opens us up to the Holy Ghost? So the question was asked, the individual is trying to understand the Holy Ghost. You know, I, just by this person asking this question, this lets me know. See, this might not mean anything to someone, but this lets me know God is trying to take this person to another level. See, when you begin asking questions about the Holy Ghost, God is trying to take you to another level. See, a lot of people ask a lot of questions. We ask questions about everything that doesn't matter. What type of shoes are those? I think I heard my pastor talking about that last night. Uh, worrying about, you know, what, what color dress was it? What color shoes was it? What color? We're concerned about a lot of things. And I'm not telling you it's wrong to ask those questions. But what I'm saying is we will ask those type of questions, but never ask any questions about the Holy Spirit, about the Holy Ghost. The most, one of the most important things in this world that we could actually receive is the Holy Ghost. But you know what type of questions we're asking? We're asking monetary questions. How can we make more money in 2024? How can we get to another level financial-wise? See, we're asking those type of questions. But for this person to ask a question about the Holy Ghost, see, this is serious business now. See, God is, is really dealing with you when you begin to inquire about his spirit. He's really dealing with you. I wish everyone would ask these type of questions. Uh, even, even for those who already have the Holy Ghost, we still need to be inquiring about it. We still need to be learning about it. The Bible tells us even the angels, they're interested in the Holy Ghost. They're looking into it. They're wondering about it. See, it's something special that we have an opportunity to receive. I said it, uh, I think, in a Bible study here recently. Even the richest person in the world can't buy this. It cannot be purchased. The things that we're asking questions about in life, they're all things that can be purchased. Things that if we had enough money, we could get that nice car. That's getting us $40, 40 miles to a gallon. We're asking how many miles can it get to the gallon? We're asking those things. That's fine. But the Holy Ghost is something we need to ask about. So, Melvin, we're going to look at that tonight. I thank God for the question because I really, I really believe God is dealing with you when you start looking into this. So let's pick it up, Melvin. In Luke chapter 9, excuse me, Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given, given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Ask, and it shall be given. Ask, and it shall be given you. He's going to give it. If you ask, so to answer, we're going to deal with that question tonight. And I believe we got another question as well, but we're going to start off here. So to answer the question, it's not about getting to a certain level before you get the Holy Ghost. It's not about that at all. What's going to happen is when you receive the Holy Ghost, it's going to take you to another level. See, the Holy Ghost, when you receive it, uh, he told us, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. This is what's going to take you to the next level. The Holy Ghost. You know, sometimes people will say, they'll look at someone else, uh, someone who may be living a life uh, and they might feel I'm not quite as holy as so-and-so. They might look at another person and feel the, the truth is there's none righteous. Uh, 
Um, but but from man's perspective, we'll look at someone who's who might be doing a little more than us, and we say, oh, I'm not as holy as them. The truth is, we can all get to the next level with the Holy Ghost. See, that's the only way any of us can be holy is with the Spirit of God. That's the only way. So Jesus now, he's actually dealing with that in this chapter. So I figured, what better teacher to explain this to us than Jesus himself? So he said, ask, look, and you'll receive it. Asking is going to be given to you. He will give this to you. It's not about you getting to a certain level before you can receive the Holy Ghost. No, he's just, he's wanting you to ask for it sincerely now. See, sometimes we ask for things we don't really want it. Sometimes we ask questions we don't even, uh, there were a lot of places where Jesus was asked questions. They came and asked him questions. And they were just doing it to tempt him. They were just doing it to twist him up, to get him caught up in his story. It never worked. But there was a motive behind the questions. You know, there's a lot of times where people will ask you a question, and there's times where we ask someone else questions. But we're not really even trying to find the answer to that question. We've got some ulterior motives behind it. And so Jesus now, He's dealing with sincere people asking for the presence of God in their life, asking for the peace of God, asking for the joy of God, asking for God's understanding in their life, asking for everything God has to offer, even asking for his blessings. But now he's dealing with something specific here. In these few verses, he's dealing with something very specific. And so I want to bring, make sure we bring that out. But we're going to get to that. But first, you know what? Let's go back. Let's go back. Um, well, for the sake of time, let's just keep reading down. Let's keep reading down. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. He's telling us if we ask for it, he'll give it. We can receive it. If we seek, you know, something that I've been guilty of and I see it happen very often, a lot of times we don't want to seek things. We don't actually want to look for something. We want it to automatically be given. We want, look, if if we're looking for something in the refrigerator, we want to walk to the refrigerator and it pops right there in the front. If we're looking for something in the freezer, we don't want to have to take things out, move things around to the side. We want whatever we're looking for to be right there on top. And if it's not, Melvin, we say, well, I guess it's not in there. (laughs) No, you know it's in there. And matter of fact, we might not know what's in there, and you never will know if you don't look, if you don't rearrange some things. So he said, he that seeketh. The Bible tells us in another place, he's a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. So you got to be willing to put in some effort, put in some work, You've got to be willing to do that in order to receive what God has for you. But we're talking about the Holy Ghost tonight because I know we can talk all about a lot of material blessings and God knows we need material blessings. He wouldn't give them. He would not give them to us if we didn't need some things. Sure, we need some material blessings as well, but we're dealing with the Holy Ghost right now because that's what was asked of. And I feel like we put a lot of time into material blessings. We're praying for that all the time. But we need to learn how to pray for the Holy Ghost. See, that's what he's talking about, 
asking. You know, when we, when we pray, it's nothing but communication with God where we can tell him things and on, as well as ask him for things. So he's dealing with us asking God for the Holy Ghost. See, somebody might not believe that, so we better keep reading, Melvin. In verse 11, let's keep reading down here. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Hold it right there, Melvin. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, <laughs> that, that caught my attention because he's dealing with it. Jesus, in order to be a good teacher, you have to be able to give some examples that people can understand. Now, we understand a son asking a father for something. He said, any of you, if your son says, Dad, I'm hungry, I need some bread. But now, I want you to notice, I want you to notice, he said, any of you that is a father. See, I know when we read this type of thing, many, many times we think of deadbeats. We think of fathers biologically, but in reality, they're not actual fathers. Paul even told us about this in one place uh, when he was talking about preachers. He said, you have many instructors but not many fathers. See, there's a, he's, Jesus is dealing with a real father, a father who's not going to play tricks on his child, a father who's not going to um, um, tempt his child, a father who's not playing games with his child, but actually loves his child. So we're dealing with a true father here not a father that walks out of their child's life. He said, anyone, any son that acts his true father, that's what he's dealing with, for bread. Read for us, Melvin. Or if he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Will the father give him bread if he asks for fish? If he said, look, I want fish and bread. Will he give him the food that he's asking? You, we see any parent that loves their child, look, they're trying to give them exactly what the child asks for. Parents will run all over the town, all over the city, all to other states for their sweet baby. We know this. So this is what Jesus is dealing with. Keep reading for us, Melvin. Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If he asks for eggs, will he give him a scorpion? See, this father, is he going to play with this child? Is he going to give the child the exact opposite of everything the child asks for? Of course not. Not a true parent, not a true father. Of course not. Read for us, Melvin. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? See, now he brings out what he's really talking about. Ask, and you will receive. Ye shall receive. If you ask for this. See, you don't have to get to, you know, uh, that, that's one of the things. The devil will deceive us. And he has deceived many people because a lot of times when you begin to talk to someone about God, they'll tell you, I need to get myself right first and then I'll come to God. Then I'll come to church. Then I'll be in Bible study. I, I just need to do some stuff first. How can you do it without God? How can you pull that off? 
If that's the case, you don't need to even come to God. You might as well stay doing things your way. If you already got enough strength to solve your problems, you don't need God. See, I would never go to the doctor if I already have solved my problem. I would never call the police officer if my problem is already solved. I'll never call the, the, the mechanic if my car is already fixed. If I can go out here and fix it myself, I say, oh, I already know how to do this. It's easy. It doesn't take me any time. I don't need to call someone else. But somehow, we think we need the mechanic. We think we need the doctor. We think we need the police officer. In many instances, we do need those people. But when it comes to God, we feel we can do his job. We can solve the problems that he's supposed to solve. So Jesus now, he said, if you, you guys are evil. The Bible tells us there's none good. No, not one. He considers us all evil. We have all sinned. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. So he said, if all of you people, all of the humans in the world, if they truly love their child, if you know how to give a good gift, Bible tells us every good gift comes from above. He said, if you know how to give them a good gift like they asked, he said, how much more, how much more shall your heavenly father Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. See, you've got to ask for this. You cannot, you've got to be in a position where you're seeking God for this, where you're desiring this. He's not going to just pour out the Holy Ghost on you and you don't even want it. See, it is us. We're the ones holding ourselves back. This is what's stopping us from either receiving the Holy Ghost or from being led by it. Because even those of us who have it, there are many of us, we're still not allowing God to lead. We're doing the same thing we had before, same thing we were doing before we got the Holy Ghost. Not living the life that God told us to live. See, this is always going to be a choice. We talked about that. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but it's, it's always a choice. So Jesus now, he's dealing with asking for the Holy Ghost. Ask, you'll receive it. So now I, I, I want to make sure I address this because I know Somebody's going to say, well, I asked one time. I've asked before, and I didn't receive it. Now, Jesus, he was an incredible teacher. So I want to make sure we, ha we need to go back up and actually read some of this stuff. Up, um, let's go back up to verse 5, but before you read that, because I, I've got to make sure we understand what asking is. See, asking for something is not saying, God, I want you to give me the Holy Ghost. Please give it to me. Will you give it to me today, God? See, of course you, in theory, ask. But he's dealing with more than that. Matter of fact, go up to verse 1, Melvin. Go up to verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. See, look at this. Jesus, we just read, he was talking about asking, receiving, seeking, finding, knocking, he'll open. Look at what he was dealing with, though. See, he was talking about asking for the Holy Ghost. And he, this came up because the disciples said, look, teach us how to pray. 
We want to learn how to pray. Now he wants to teach us what we need to be praying about. We need to be praying about God filling me with the Holy Spirit. Even after you receive it, I still need to be praying, God, lead me with your spirit every day. Every move I make, I want you to be in charge of my life. I don't want to step aside and act outside of your spirit. I don't want to move ahead of you. Many times we get in trouble because we're not being led by the Spirit of God. We're being led by our own thoughts, our own desires, our own lusts. We find ourselves in so much trouble because we're not continuing to pray that God lead us. This is what's happening. So now this conversation comes up because he's dealing with prayer. He's dealing with prayer. See, receiving the Holy Ghost is something you've got to pray for. And I've got to make sure you know. I have to make sure you know. This does not mean you pray one time. This does not mean you pray twice about it. And now you're going to give up. Look, three times is not the charm. I know you heard that before. (laughs) It's not the charm. This doesn't mean you pray three times and you automatically, you're going to get it. See, uh, something I thought of, you know, when you go to the fast food restaurant, you go to McDonald's, you go to Burger King, you go to whatever drive-thru. But I I thought of McDonald's because people love the fries. We love the fries. You know, When you go to McDonald's, you are asking for your meal. When you pull up and you look at the menu and you make your decision, they ask you a question. You know, what can we get you? What can I do for you? Whatever they say. And then you tell them your order. And they tell you the price and they tell you to pull up to the first window. But you know what? Even as you're driving up to the first window, see, you're still in the position of asking. You're still asking. And you say, how? Your your actions. You're asking by your actions. See, after they told you how much it costs, you could have said, man, that's too much and drove away. But Instead, you decided to drive up to that window. By doing that, they know this person's still asking for something to eat. They haven't left yet. They still want this food. And then they tell you, look, your order is $10.95. And you're still asking them, even when you hand that money to them. You're still asking, look, I want my food. Can you give me the food? They say, yeah. When you give me $10.95. See, you're still asking, though. You might not have asked another question, but you're still asking solely based off your actions because you chose to continue on seeking this, these good fries. You continued on, and then they give you your receipt, and then they tell you another command. They said, drive to the next window. And because you're still asking, Brother, you drive to the next window all over again. They finally give you the food. They hand you the bag. And you know what? You're still sitting there asking for something else. You say, can I get my drink? You're waiting on your, you're still in the position of asking until you finally get everything you came there for. That's the only place. That's the only time you leave. See, How can we do this even at the fast food restaurant? But we won't do this with God. We'll ask him one time or twice or three times. But we won't give everything for what we're asking for. We won't give all. We won't put ourselves, uh, we won't commit ourselves 100%. See, this is what's holding us back. God sees when we haven't committed ourselves. Suppose you try to get, uh, 
your your McDonald's meal, but you didn't give them the 1095. See, they're telling, they're going to say, you got to give us the money first. You haven't committed yourself yet. We want to see that you're really invested in what we have to offer. So how much more does God want to really see that you really want what he's offering? So now, if you believe that I'm not correct in what I just told you, I want to read this. I want to read this with you so that Jesus can say it. And peradventure, you might listen to him. Pick us up, Melvin, in verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have said nothing to set before, and I have nothing to set before him. Jesus gives another example. He says, Which one of you, which one of you shall have a friend? And you go to your friend at midnight and tell your friend, look, I've, I've got some guests that came over at midnight now. At midnight. You disturb their sleep at midnight. And you tell them, I've got guests that came over. And I need your help. I need your help. I don't have any food. To give them reinforcement. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. And your friend from inside, they tell you, And I'm already asleep. I'm in bed. This has to wait until tomorrow. We've been in this place where somebody was asking you for something and you felt. Man, this can wait till tomorrow. This can wait till a, until a better time. My children are asleep. I'm going to wake them up. I've got to turn on the lights. I'm going to be making noise to find what it is that you're asking me for. This is not a good time. You've got to come back. Read for us, Melvin. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity... He will rise and give him as many as he needeth. He said, this person isn't going to rise up and give it to you because they're your friend. He said, they're going to only get up for you because of your persistence. Because you continue to ask, because you continue to plead, because you tell them, look, I'm, I really need you right now. This cannot wait until tomorrow. I know it might not be that important to you, but this is so important. I have to supply something for my guests. He said, that's going to be the only reason they get up for you. We know this. We know these things happen. We've had plenty of friends, and we've felt this way towards some of our friends. We didn't want to get up and do what they wanted for us. We say, man, they can wait on that. <laughs> man, they better catch me at a better time. So your friend wants you to come over and do something. You say, well, yeah, when, I, when I'm headed in that direction. <laughs> I'll be that way later on today, but just not right now. But if they were to really press you and say, man, I really need you to make this special trip. That's the time where you say, all right, man, look, I'll go ahead and do it. Even if you really don't want to. but it's because of their persistence. So Jesus was making a point here. That's when he comes down and says, ask, it shall be given you. He's not telling you to just ask one time. He's telling you, you need to really be devoted to what you're asking for. You really need to give it your all. Don't accept when you you feel like the answer was no. He said, don't accept that. You've got to keep going. We're talking about receiving the Holy Ghost. If you diligently seek him, 
and ask him in prayer, he will give it to you. But God wants to see, do you really want this? Do you really want it? So, so that we're on the same page, all you must do to receive the Holy Ghost, you need to be asking God in prayer. You need to be seeking him every day about this. He wants to give it to you. He just wants you to prove you actually want it. He wants you to prove that. So, you will not be able to take yourself to the next level. You've got to receive the Holy Ghost and it, the Spirit of God, will take you to the next level. That's how you get there. So, I believe we're clear on that. Now, uh, since I'm running out of time on this, on this, uh, let, let's move to that second question, Melvin. All right. Um, let's see. The second question is, I'm wondering about the tests that we in the modern world face. Some deal with them hard and daily, but many of us float through life with few tests. Is it because we're not a threat to Satan? Is being tested a sign that you are getting closer to God and thus a real threat to the evil one? Let's go to, we're already in Luke 11. So let's go back to Luke chapter three. Let's go back to Luke three and verse 16. Yeah, Luke, let me make sure. Yeah, Luke 3 and 16. So we're dealing with tests, trials, tribulations. These questions actually go hand in hand. We've discussed to some degree the Holy Spirit receiving the Holy Ghost. But you know, with receiving it comes tests. So now, if a person, <laughs> you're, you're actually right, when, why does the devil have to really come after us if we're already on his side? The Bible tells us a house divided can't stand. So the devil, he has no need to come after one of his own. Sometimes we can be on the devil's side and not even notice it. That's why the Bible tells us he deceived the whole world. See, think about Job. Job, he was not on Satan's side. He was a righteous man, a just man, a man that was living holy after God even offering sacrifices for his children who no doubt they were doing some wrong. But the devil came after Job. The devil came after Job because Job was trying to live for God. So those tests, they, they really begin now, I'm not telling you people don't get tested and tried. I'm not telling you that. But the test really begin after you decide you want to live for God. Now, when people hear this, I don't want you to take that and say, well, I better keep living for the devil then. See, this is why. <laughs> See, the devil's smart. He'll cause somebody to think that. But you know what? It's a trap. Because the truth is, you, you are going to face the fire one way or another. Don't be deceived. You will face the fire one way or another. I want to read here to explain to you what I'm talking about. I want to read here in Luke chapter 3 
in verse 16. Now, this was right before Jesus got baptized. Well, not necessarily right before, but this was before Jesus was baptized and received the Holy Ghost. So read this for us, Melvin. All right. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Look at what John, John the Baptist now, before he baptized Jesus, he was talking to the people. He said, this one who's coming after me, Jesus, he's referring to Jesus. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. If you ask him, if you seek him, he'll give you the Holy Ghost. But there's also coming fire with the Holy Ghost. You cannot receive the Holy Ghost without the fire. The job just won't get done. You know, when I, I, I think of a while back, we were under a boil water advisory a boil water advisory. And this happens from time to time when the water becomes contaminated. And what you need to do to purify the water, you got to add some fire to it. You've got to add some heat to it to burn all of the impurities out. That's what the Holy Ghost is coming for and bringing the fire along to get out of us what God no longer wants in us. See, this is what's going to take you to the next level. You can't get to the next level without the fire. There's no way I can purify my water without the fire. I can't do it. Anything that is cleaned, we have to add the heat to it. You add the heat to it, to purify it, to clean it. So, the Holy Ghost is coming with fire. So now, flip over to chapter 4, because I want to show you when the fire came. Now, we're still going to, I'm still going to address uh, those out there that think this is why I, want, I don't want to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm still going to address that. So, uh, But before we do that, pick us up in verse 1, Melvin. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, this is after he has been baptized and received the Holy Ghost. That happened at the end of chapter 3 towards the end of chapter 3. Now, he's being led by the Spirit. A lot of people get the Spirit and don't want to be led by it. You have to continually stay in prayer. You've got to stay in communication. You know, people don't realize the importance of prayer. How can you still be led by God but not be in communication with God? When pilots, when they're flying somewhere, they have to remain in constant communication with the command, with, with uh, I, I, don't even, I can't even think of the name of the people on the other end, but they're continually remaining in communication with the one who can guide them, with the one who has eyes looking at uh, their situation. See, God can see our situation better than we can. Why not be in communication with him? Why not listen to his instruction? If he tells us to go left, why not listen to him? So, Jesus now, he's being led of the Spirit. But we just read in chapter 3 and verse 16, the fire comes with the Holy Ghost. So now, the test are coming. Pick us up in verse 2, Melvin. Being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. See, the temptation came. 
The trials came. This is the fire. These are the tests. Jesus triumphed every test. See, you can overcome these tests because God is going to give you what it takes to overcome. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to equip you. Never run over to, to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. And I think verse 14. Ephesians 3 and let's see. Yeah, we'll we'll start at verse 14, but let me make sure I say this before we before I forget. See, the fire is coming no matter how you try to avoid it. There's a lot of times we want to avoid anything that's difficult. I know I want to avoid any difficult thing, but there are some things that God just says, I have to go through. I have to endure. So you either receive the Holy Ghost and go through God's test right now, or you can avoid and fail every test. And there's still going to be fire waiting for you in hell. See, if you go through the fire right now, you will not have to endure hellfire later. Is now or later. I did a Bible study Monday, now and later. But when it comes to the fire, is now or later. You don't have to get both. I'm choosing to take the fire now. I don't want it now. But if I have to go through fire at some point, it's better for me to go through it now. So for those that say, well, see, this is why I just don't even want the Holy Ghost. Just know, when you make it to hell, if you don't change and get right before you make it to hell, you'll be just like the, the rich man that was in hell. I can guarantee you, he wants the Holy Ghost. Once he made it to hell, he's now asking for water. And I can guarantee you, if, if he was told, look, brother, you need the Holy Ghost, I guarantee you, he'll be willing to take it. And if he don't, Something's definitely wrong. So let's pick it up. My time is about out, but I want to pick it up here in Ephesians 3 and 14. Now, this is Paul writing. Paul writing to the church. Let's see what he said here. Let's see, Melvin. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, didn't we just read our Father, God Almighty, wants to give us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He wants to give us exactly what we need. Let's see what he said, Melvin. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Whole family is named after Jesus. Look at this, though. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That he would grant you the Holy Ghost. He will give this to you if you ask. It's going to come with some trials and some tests, sure. But you're going to go through some things here on earth anyways. The Bible tells us it rains on the just and the unjust. You're going to go through some tests, but now God is going to allow the enemy to test you, to see if you really mean what you say. But if you don't want to go through those tests, look, there's a fire waiting on you in the end. There's another fire waiting for you. So you might as well take this one. God knows, he knows what we need. You know, I mentioned boiling water. We took boiled water and we didn't burn it to destroy the water. We didn't burn it to get rid of the water. Sure, some of it turned into vapor. I understand that. But at the end of the day, we did that so that we could use the water. We ended up drinking the water, consuming the water after it cooled off. See, 
When God sends the fire your way to test you, he's doing that so he can actually use you. He's not doing it to consume you. The Bible says he wouldn't put more on you than you are able to bear. So what he's doing is to strengthen you. That's what it tells us in this verse, to be strengthened with might by his spirit. See, the Holy Ghost is coming to strengthen you. This is what's going to take you to the next level. This is why we're still struggling. Even those of us that have it, have we been strengthened though? There's plenty of people with the Holy Ghost and still don't have no strength. The Bible, when it was talking about Jesus, it said he waxed strong in the spirit. See, the only way for you to get strong is, is like going to the gym. You've got to exercise. You've got to use your muscles. You've got to lift the weights. You've got to run. You've got to work out. In order for you to get spiritually strong, look, you've got to do some spiritual workouts. That's what reading your Bible is about. That's what being in Bible studies. That's what praying is about. That's what fasting is about. That's what making sacrifices for other people is about. It's about spiritually getting stronger. So how can a person be spiritually strong, but they never perform any spiritual exercises? It won't happen. We will get weaker and weaker. I remember telling somebody recently, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you call yourself a bishop or even if God calls you bishop. If he calls you apostle, evangelist, missionary, whatever title you want, it will mean nothing if you don't continue these spiritual exercises. You can stop hearing the word of God. The Bible tells us faith comes by hearing. Doesn't matter how great of a preacher you are. Doesn't matter how great of a member of God's body you are. You can be a deacon. You can be a sister or a brother in the church. Doesn't matter. You will get spiritually weak if you stop. So, he said, Paul was talking to some people in the church. He said, I'm hoping that God would grant you his spirit. But what we found out before this was, it's not just about God wanting to give you something. It's about, do you want it? Do you want it? There's a lot of times I want to help someone by giving them something. I'm not necessarily talking about money, but there's a lot of times you want to help someone, but that person doesn't even want your help. So you can't help them. Let's finish this up, Melvin. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. This is what the Holy Ghost is going to do. It'll ground you. It'll cause you to where you won't be moved. No matter what happens, as long as you continue hearing the word, you continue to stay firm, you continue to be strengthened day by day. See, does I'm, I'm, I said it, but I, I have to say it again. It doesn't matter how strong a person gets. I've seen some bodybuilders, some guys that were professional athletes or professional wrestlers or whatever, professional football players, they'll be really big, really big muscular guys. And you see them and they've stopped, they've stopped exercising the way they used to. And you'll see them again and you won't even know. You're, you're wondering, how did this happen? They used to be so incredibly big but it's because they stopped. This is what happens to people in our spiritual life. There are people who are stopping and all of the growth that they had 
it's diminishing. So if we continue on in his spirit and be strengthened day after day, we'll be grounded. Go ahead for us, Mel. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height mm -hmm. and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. There's some things you just won't understand if you don't receive the Holy Ghost. There's some things you just won't understand if you don't grow in the Holy Ghost. If you don't grow, you won't understand a lot of things. You won't be able to comprehend. That's the reason Paul told the church. He said, I fed you with milk. Up until this point, I couldn't eat, I can't even tell you some things. You guys haven't grown enough in the spirit. You guys are still carnal-minded. We're still fighting over material things. We're fighting over clothing. We're fighting over all oh, the tile got dirty. We're fighting over all oh, this got dirty. My shoes, they messed up my shoes. These were my good shoes. We're still fighting over those carnal things. How can God show you something spiritual? And we're still carnal. It's time for the people of God to receive the spirit and then grow in the spirit or else we will never understand what God truly has for us. We will never understand. See, he said, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. You will never understand the love that God wants you to have because you're still thinking after your own thoughts. You're still leaning towards your understanding. But if we would act on the Holy Ghost, he would take us to a new level. So may God bless you guys. I thank God for the questions. Um, I, there's, there's so much more that we really have to get into regarding these things. But just know there is not a level that you have to get on. Now, of course, God is expecting you to do what you know to do. Sure. He's expecting, like, if you know it's wrong to lie, God's expecting you to accept. I need to stop lying. But what I'm saying is, you receive the Holy Ghost to get on a new level. To go higher and higher in Him. And from that point on, look, the devil is fighting you. He's coming after you. Because he knows you're serious. As long as you're living a life of sin, why does he have to come after you? You're already on his team. I always, you know, when you watch uh, sporting events, when you watch football games, you see the opposing team, they'll fight each other. But the same, the same one, uh, the same two individuals that might have been fighting each other, if they get traded to the other team, if they join the other team, all of a sudden, they're okay with one another now. See, that's how the devil is. As long as you're on his team, he's got no problem with you. But the moment you decide to join God's team, there's a fight coming. But you can't overcome him. And you will. The Bible said we're more than conquerors. So may God bless you guys. May God continue to strengthen you. And may God continue to put the Holy Ghost on your mind. Because you need it. We all need it. And we need to grow in it. So at this time, back into the hands of Melvin. Um, thank you, Minister Banks. Good message. As always, um, you had mentioned that there's so much that can be said. And um, I'm remembering um, a couple of our very first live streams. Um, we had the Holy Ghost and then the Holy Ghost part two. And each of those were around two to three hours and for each of them. And even in those Bible studies, we only still scratch um, the tip of the iceberg. So uh, my, uh, I just want to add to keep on seeking. 
Uh, I remember I had several conversations where people would say, oh, I just wish it plainly said in the Bible, if you do this, you go to heaven. If you do this, you go to hell. And, you know, it'd be one paragraph or one page, but then where is the diligence? You know, he said he's a rewarder of those that, you know, diligently seek him. So we have to look, we have to seek, we have to be persistent. I'm reminded of another saying that said, nothing is really lost until mom can't find it. Uh, I remember losing my pencils, my phones, you know, any type of thing. And it seems like my mom either knew where it was or she would always find it. And it would be right where she said it was. And I could have sworn I just looked there. But what my problem was, I wasn't looking hard enough. I wasn't seeking hard enough. So I did I really want that thing? And nine times out of 10, if it was something I needed for school, probably not. So that is our issue. Um, do have a few comments. Um, I know David said something along the lines of praise the Lord, and um, I do apologize. I don't know what else it said. I had to refresh the page, and I lost the comment, but I do know that he said praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. And he also said that he also said, talking about God, that uh, we have not because we ask not. And um, that's true. We have to ask and um, stay consistent. Um and he also said the Holy Ghost will lead and guide us into all truth. Um, Larry Wanda says the fire pushes us out and puts God in. Um, a preacher um, that goes to the church that I that I go to here, he always says less of me and more of him. Um, I'm reminded of Paul saying that I die daily because our flesh wants all kinds of things that God doesn't want for us, and it and it seems to be that way. Uh, I know, uh, I think, Tony, you mentioned eating healthy. Um, and it seems like we everything that tastes good is not healthy for us. And everything that is healthy does not taste good. And I believe that it was done that way on purpose because we have to show dedication. We have to show, to show urgency. I mean, just like with sin, it seems like all of the fun things are sin. And I'm reminded of a place in the scripture where um, I forgot who said, I believe it was Moses, where he said, I would rather suffer affliction with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Because as Tony mentioned earlier, we're either going to face the fire now or face the fire later. And I'm on um, that same team of I would rather face it now because um, it's only temporary now, but later it's eternal. Um, so that's all I have to add. Thank you for everyone that's commented. We have Casey, Kim, David, uh, Larry, Wanda. I apologize if I am missing someone's comment. Like I said, I have to. Like I said, I have to. I had to refresh the page. So um, ask it again. Send it to our inboxes, or um, you know, utilize the website. Uh, we have a contact us page on there where um, all of your questions and comments or feedback gets sent straight to our email. Um, that website is jmsbible.com. So please um, visit all of our messages are there, whether it be in person, Zoom, or live stream. They're all there from the very beginning. So uh, let me check one more time. Uh, we don't have any more comments. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And one more time for the people in the back, count it all joy again. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. So until then, you guys be blessed. Have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is Dollar Sign Joy Storm 12. 
We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.